Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome to my podcast, Mindful Drinking for Women, which is about just that. I help women get unobsessed with drinking alcohol by getting really honest with themselves about why they are overdrinking in the first place and to replace harmful drinking habits with empowered mindfulness, which includes the ability to drink less or to choose not drinking at all. Hi, my name is Jessica Betancourt. I'm a certified life coach and hypnotherapist, and I specialize in addiction transformation. You might hear some samba music in the background. My husband's downstairs jamming it out. Um, So in today's episode, I'll be sharing a little bit about the program that I created to help women naturally move away from alcohol abuse disorder without using rules or regulations or white-knuckling tactics. As we all know, those don't work and they're painful, annoying, and and inciting of self-sabotage. So I don't use that. That's not my MO. And I have found a much um, more peaceful and relaxed and natural way to move away from being obsessed with drinking. So right now, I'm actually, I just have to share this. I'm sipping on this awesome coffee. <laughs> this coffee that my friend Ute has recommended me. Um, you just put a pinch of ground powdered ginger and like a little turmeric and black pepper in a mug, and then add a little bit of hot water, swirl that around, like three tablespoons worth of hot water, and then you brew your coffee, like however you like it, and pour it on top of that herbal mix with a little splash of whatever milk you like and a little honey, and it is mwah! I had to share because it's uh, making me really excited and happy right now. So it's a nice little spicy fall treat to warm up your abdomen and help with digestion, help cleanse the liver and the blood, and it is delicious. So okay, try one, please, if you like um, gourmet coffee drinks. So I get a lot of inquiry about what exactly it is that I offer. So I thought I'd make an episode answering that question. So that's what we're doing today. If you've listened to my the very first two episodes of my podcast, or if you know me personally, <laughs> and you met me, say, over 10 years ago, you would know that I am a former, functional, mostly drunk, almost always buzzed, alcohol-obsessed person. That is who I used to be. Namely, red wine was my kryptonite, and I could hardly even fathom ever being without it. And down the road, even though I was still a drunk lady, I I became an alternative therapist, and I worked with clients mostly for depression and anxiety, though I never once, not that I can recall, ever asked my clients about their drinking as a causal or as an exacerbating component in their mental and emotional issues, because Somewhere deep in my subconscious, I knew that if I did, then I would also have to start questioning my own habits. A little bit hypocritical, not even willing to look at myself in that capacity until one day I was. But at the time, for a long time, I just wasn't ready and I didn't want to because my vice was so strong and it, it colored almost everything that I did. My activities involved drinking. My nighttime routine was drinking in and of itself, mixed in with making dinner and taking care of people. Um, And I was scared. I was scared, quite honestly. I was afraid to be without it. 
Drinking was like my security blankie, and I would feel naked and cold and vulnerable without it, or so I thought, or so I thought. But I ultimately came to the point where I just felt like a hypocrite. I was a working healthcare professional with a couple of kids at the time. I have four now. And I was sharing knowledge about living a healthy lifestyle, but also consistently drinking over a bottle of wine a night and mostly by myself. And I came to the conclusion at one point a few years ago that I knew that feeling nauseous, waking up and just feeling like shit in the morning and having to take ibuprofen at some point to get through the day, then again to only drink again at 5 p.m., it was really just not going to be in alignment with who I wanted to be and how I wanted to spend the rest of my life. And even though I had already been that way for a long, long time, I really truly believe in a human being's ability to change, to transform, to upgrade, to essentially become someone else. Like still you, you know, but just a way better version of you, like who you really want to be. So I believed in that. I still believe in that. I believe in that for others, but I was like being a little chicken shit and not doing it myself until I just decided that I was going to get curious. I was going to get curious about what making that shift would actually look like and feel like experientially. And it is one of the greatest decisions that I've ever made. So I was already versed in alternative therapies because of my line of work and in my field, in the circles I run in, I'm part of several peer practice groups where we trade sessions for feedback to enhance our skill set. So you get to, as the practicing patient, request that your session be of any subject matter that you would like support with. So literally anything under the sun that's bothering you, ailing you, traumatizing you. So I have one group for life co coaching, one for hypnotherapy, and one for neurolinguistic programming. That's my triad, my trifecta that I'm versed in and certified in. So after I made the initial move, I spoke about this in an earlier episode, of speaking out loud to a trusted colleague that I think that I drink too much, like saying that, admitting that really started to break all this open for me. So I call that my step one. But I think to differentiate myself from AA, I'll find a different term than steps. But for now, that's what I did. That's like I can define that as this defining moment of when things started to change for me. Admitting that. I admitted it to myself. I told somebody else. I think that is quite literally step one. Sorry, AA, I'm piggybacking on you. Hey, you're on to something there. Um, so I did that. And that was like that broke the ice, right? Or that was like the tip of the iceberg, so to speak, that got this whole ball rolling for me. And then I requested that I receive practice sessions from these various groups on the issue of overdrinking and alcohol abuse disorder, which I learned at that time was really the name for it. I didn't think I was like a raging alcoholic. I thought I had alcohol abuse disorder. And that definition, being a gray area drinker with alcohol abuse disorder, I thought that that was me. That really resonated with me. And when I could name it, it also felt very freeing. It felt like less shameful. It felt like, oh, there must be a whole group of people like this. And in fact, I'm finding them. I'm finding you and you're finding me. And I think in 
in discussing it and me talking about it, it feels really good to me to be like, let's take the shame out of this. There's no shame and blame and seeking help and identifying that you actually might have an issue that you would like help with. I think that that is an act of bravery. I think that that is courageous. I think that that is standing up for yourself and saying, hey, I want to live a life on different terms, on better terms than this. What's available for me? That's how I found um, what I got into in a similar vein. So, yeah, I just made myself available and vulnerable to the universe in that matter, right? I was like seeking help within the contexts, the groups that I'm in um, with what I had access to. So to let my issue become visible within trusted circles, within these containers, and I noticed, I could feel almost immediately, I could feel it shifting. It happened very quickly that I noticed changes, and then I felt this sort of confirmation, this confidence of like, oh, I'm really on to something here. This is working for me. And I noticed that that itching, terrible thought pattern that I'd had that was like always focused on drinking was becoming quieter and quieter and I felt more at peace and I could notice my anxiety melting and also my confidence rising and I felt and looked way better than I had in the world probably ever. I feel better now than I think I ever have honestly. And it only gets better as I continue to practice my habits of mindfulness and awareness and I get more and more invested into spiritual growth. My desire to drink is still waning and waning to the point where I can sense that I will just probably let it go altogether quite easily, probably sooner than later is where I'm headed. But at this point, I really only consume anything alcoholic on Saturdays and Sundays with no hard and fast rules, just mellow, like I feel really at ease with alcohol and my thoughts and actions around it these days, which is a very far cry from who I used to be spending upwards of $400 a month on wine at Whole Foods. So because of this, because I was able to create this lasting and lifelong change for myself, I got very excited about creating a container for other women who are suffering from alcohol abuse disorder and teaching them how to make this change as well. So it's called the Mindful Drinking Method for Women and it works for a specific kind of drinker. So if you are at a point where you can see that your drinking has become a habit of self-harm and distraction from real life, if you're aware of that, if you spend time drinking alone and you have secret behaviors around alcohol, that you would be embarrassed if other people witnessed because for the most part you seemingly have other aspects of your life figured out and you're going, you're doing okay. Like maybe you have a job or a career, maybe a family, maybe you're part of social activities that ought to be bringing you some joy, right? Like maybe you look good on paper or maybe people might look at you and think that you're doing all right. Why aren't you happy? Maybe people don't even point out that you have a drinking problem, but maybe you feel like you do. And yet you also find yourself just wanting to be alone so that you can drink the way that you want to be drinking without commentary or judgments of other people or having to be in public. Maybe you just want to like sink into the couch and drink. I know that was me. And maybe you've gotten to a point where you're realizing that this behavior 
though it once served a purpose for you, has become damaging. And you are secretly suffering because you feel like you really are better than what you're doing. And you're finally admitting to yourself that you would indeed have more energy, motivation, happiness if you spent more time going to bed sober. And maybe it doesn't bother you so much as to the fact that you are drinking, but maybe what bothers you more is the way that you're drinking. Maybe you can feel shame and anxiety and taboo-ness connected to your habit. And this is giving you alarm bells and maybe it's time to make some changes in your lifestyle if you want to live the kind of life that you feel deep down is possible for you. One where you enjoy taking care of yourself. It feels natural to not choose alcohol and you have thoughts that don't revolve around drinking. And you don't plan how you're going to go out and purchase alcohol that day. What if all those thoughts were available to become something else? What if you had all that time back? What if you had all that money back? What if you just had yourself back? And if you think about it, now just take a minute and like think about it or go get a pencil or a calculator if you need to. How much time do you spend per week drinking and focusing on alcohol? And go get a pen. So this includes getting alcohol, driving to the store, making a purchase, working to earn money to spend on alcohol, the actual act of consuming it, time spent in bars, and then, let's be honest, all the time after that, until you go to bed. Because unless you get drunk and start doing cancer research online, you are likely not making the best use of your time. Time that you drink and then attempt to do almost anything else is in some capacity tainted and limited. But time, time is the greatest currency that there is. And for me, I wasted so much of it. I can see now how valuable it is. And in parallel to that, we as a collective of bright and talented people with gifts to share with the world are squandering our desires and our abilities, not spending time doing the things we really love and being present and available for the people who we are sharing this lifetime with, our kids, our parents, partners, friends. What are we even doing if we're not making other people's lives better with what we can offer of ourselves? So that's why I made this program, because I believe that women can change the world. Guys, you're cool too if you hear, but this program is for women. <laughs> If we're too occupied with our own suffering and our private tortures, we're wasting our potential. Our daughters will grow up without feeling connected to us. They'll become distant. God, that was like my biggest fear. Our parents will pass on without us doing or saying what we needed to say. We'll get complacent in our relationships with people we were once enamored with. Those books will go unwritten, those paintings unpainted, that business idea that never saw any action because we're watching Netflix with our boozy buddy every night. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of potential. But, and it's never too late to change your life. You totally can. And you will if you believe that you can. So... If you're into hearing about how my method works, let me share with you some of the basic tenets that it's built upon. 
One, it is based in the concept that you are over-drinking because you feel a lack of connectedness with yourself. So we start right there. We begin with building a spiritual practice that suits your personality and your lifestyle. And it includes, and it's mandatory, learning how to meditate and to sit with and to be with yourself. If you take anything away from this podcast and you're not doing meditation, take that on. Or maybe you're someone who's always thought about doing meditation and I guarantee you it will help you. If you just do one small step, take that. Start there. Two, you learn how to observe your thoughts and to correlate certain thoughts with negative and false self-beliefs that you have that are driving the unwanted behavior around alcohol, that are keeping this habit intact. There's always a thought that precedes the action. So I teach you how to identify those, to reframe them, to give yourself new and empowering thoughts instead. Number three, we do a deep regression hypnotherapy session where your subconscious mind will offer you insight as to why you are drinking the way that you are and what you are really wanting instead at a soul level. And therefore, and therefore you come to the realization that there are other positive returns alternatives on how to get what you really want out of life. Number four, we use neuro-linguistic programming to rewire your thought patterns around your highest triggers, your most inflammatory triggers, and give you different impulses and tools to address your sources of stress and anxiety, different impulses to respond instead of just react. Number five, we look at you and alcohol within the context of a relationship and how that relationship has become toxic. And instead of fighting with alcohol to go away or leave you alone, you will make peace with it instead and create an amicable redefining of what you want that relationship to look like and feel like and how you want to behave within that moving forward. Number six, and finally, we won't have any rules or regulations about counting drinks or forbidden actions or places or people or anything like that. I use more of a wean approach, a harm reduction model that allows your mind to adjust slowly, mindfully, comfortably, so you don't freak out and self-sabotage as you may have done in the past if you've attempted abstinence, control, or alcohol cleanses restrictions, etc. So most of us have become so jaded, I think, with our drinking that we forget how fun life is and how fun we actually are without any add-ons. The real beauty of life is simply feeling alive. And if you haven't felt truly alive in a while, maybe it's time to step up for change and transformation and show up for yourself and be willing and be visible because it really is possible. Thank you for listening today, and if you have any suggestions for themes you'd like me to cover or address in this podcast, please drop me a line. And if you're feeling excited about finding out more about the Mindful Drinking Method, you can find the link here in the show notes to book a complimentary alcohol awareness breakthrough conversation with me. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being alive on this planet, and please know that you matter, your time matters, and also what you choose to do with it. Have a beautiful day, and I'll be back with you soon.